So, how do you think it's going so far with the uh, the editing? <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> yeah. So, before we get started, we had a few technical difficulties with recording this episode, and it is essentially all my fault. If there are any strange sounds that might sound like there's a ghost talking <laughs> or the, during this episode. Or, or there's a massive logical leap. Or, or just unusual <laughs> skips. It's because I've had to knit this episode together out of several separate parts after rescuing and uh, re-recording. But I'm sure it'll be fine. Bits. I'm sure it'll be fine. It should work. Hopefully it'll be seamless. Stick with us. You can learn uh, as we learn. My name's David, and this is Old News. Hello, and I'm Russell, and I'm the other half of Old News. I seem to be more excited about, about it the way I said hello. <laughs> yeah, so ha- how do you think it went the first time? Uh, well, I, I had fun. I, we've had good feedback. People think we went too long. Yeah, so this is why we're trying a, a single topic episode this time around. Yes, we're looking at a 30-minute-ish type thing. One of, the, one of the things we got good feedback on was people like our banter. Top bants. Top bants with a Z. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Do you think that the word banter has gone from something that people just used to engage in and that was fine? And now it has a, like, a slightly unpleasant yeah. connotation of it's, being, yeah. it must therefore be sexist, it must therefore be slightly racist. Yeah, well, kind of. I think because people used it as an excuse. So people would say, oh, it's just banter. No, no, banter is witty, and what you're doing is just racist, sexist nonsense. Nonsense, yeah, 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 that's probably it. It's a bit miserable, though, to have lost uh, what was quite a good descriptive word of a certain type of situation to something that's really quite horrible. Old news. Well, I suppose one thing we should say is that we'd quite like feedback on what people think of the half hour. That's right. And I should stop saying the word so. Yes, and, and, (laughs) and... um, which is a very quite northeastern thing, I think. Is M a northeastern I thing? I think it might be. You don't hear other people saying M. Does everybody else say uh, uh or ah? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, pirates and uh, southwesterners. Well, is that more R? R. <laughs> which is which is a bit different. Yeah, yeah. And yet, I can still say that with a flat northern vowel. Marvelous. <laughs> I edited out a huge number of them. Ah, the joys of editing. So even though there was probably about a hundred of them in the last episode, there was more than a hundred of them originally. When when I did uh, competitive debating a long time ago, there used to be a, a training technique where people uh, were asked to to make speeches, and you had to use your time effectively. You had to eliminate all the useless words, the ums, ers, ars, like as a filler word. It was a terrible. F- filler word and amines as well which is an awful terrible filler what used to happen was every time you said a, a stupid filler word somebody would bang the gavel or like there was a shop bell or whatever the more you did that the more rubbish filler words you used the more the the, the shop bell would ring and you'd just think i hate this i hate life because <laughs> when you actually listen back to stuff you know you find that it's just full of terrible rubbish and we're all used to sort of hearing professionals on radio who are trained to do do this every day and we're, we're having to elim- eliminate all this bollocks 
<laughs> a rude word. A rude word. Are we allowed to say rude words? I don't know, because you know our parents do listen to this. We've established. Well, we shouldn't self-censor. That's true. Yeah. But then again, do we get thrown off the hosting if we say rude no, words? No, well, we're, we're allowed to uh, mark ourselves as um, either clean, not clean. <laughs> a, a <laughs> unclean. Bit unclean, right? A bit dirty. <laughs> Grubby. Yeah. Spur- <laughs> in need of spiritual cleansing. Yeah. Yeah, there's... At least on Apple, there's sort of three levels. You can have a, an E for explicit. Right. You can have a OK, and there's a we're like happy shiny people. <laughs> well, okay, so I, I I feel very strongly about the issue at hand for this episode. So we might end up becoming slightly PG. All right, <laughs> a, bit, <laughs> a little bit short circuit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that show shows our age. Making, yeah. uh, I know. I, when, when, I think of, when I think of PG, I, I don't know why. Short circuits the example. I is that of. not because we tried to get into PG? It's, uh, it's, into it's short circuit. Yeah. Because we didn't have a parent. And to we, guide had, us. we had to go back to fetch some somebody. I can't remember who it was. That uh, yeah, Mam, I think. Mam. It was during the summer holidays. Yeah, so it would have been. So, so it was. Yeah. Oh, new. Today, we'd like to talk a little bit about the, the exciting and well-remembered referendum on the 5th of May uh, 2011, which was... Can you remember? What, the year? <laughs> well, I do, because uh, yeah, it's our episode that we're recording. That's right. So it's the year, but n- nobody else does. Yeah, this is, which is kind of the problem, I think, in the, in the, the whole way this event unfolded. So we're talking about the, the alternative vote re- referendum. Uh, which was sort of called un- under the uh, coalition gov- government to you know, change the voting system. And the idea was we'd change from the existing first-past-the-post system with all the all the problems that it has inherent uh, and to uh, an alternative vote system where single-member seats and one, two, three, four, five preference voting rather than just a single cross in, in the box. So quite a simple a simple change, really, a very, a very small change. A simple idea. Yeah, yeah a very simple I- idea. But uh, the fact that, like many people we've talked to uh, about this, a lot of people have forgotten all about it. Yeah, that's right. Forgotten all about Biden. I think that says something to like the way the out- the outcome came. So we we had thirty two percent said yes, sixty eight percent said no, and on like a massive turnout of forty two percent, which is just and that was only that good because it was the day of uh, local elections in a large part of the country. Yeah, that's right, and I think the politics of those local elections coloured things as well because like well let, let's bash whoever we don't like yeah. by by voting no so it was like just sort of terribly disappointing for something that could have been like really quite well it was an important issue which could have changed things the way we do business in a big way uh and and changed the, the makeup of of the, the politics so I, i've just always been terribly disappointed by the whole affair and i thought it would be nice to revisit it because it, it's a debate which is now going to has gone off the agenda, but it's still important. There's still lots of people who feel as though they don't have a voice, and this is still like or proportional representation of some some type is a good solution for that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, particularly I'm thinking like people like UKIP voters who are much much more important now than than they were then. You know, there's 15 percent of people or UKIP vo- voters, 10 to 15 percent. Who just don't have any kind of real voice at all. You know, they have one MP despite having sort of gained millions upon millions of votes, which is just sort of craziness. And in lots of places, you know, a, a referendum would have had some sort of threshold. 
uh, you know, like a fifty percent threshold of, vo- of voters, and we didn't even, we didn't even achieve that. <laughs> it's really, really, really ter- <laughs> ter- terrible. And you know, the, we've had places which do impose thresholds. Hun- Hungary d- did with its uh, immigration referendum, and much as like just in the last few weeks, or in like? the last the last few weeks, uh, and Victor Orbán's government is awful, terrible. Dreadful. We don't like it at all. Uh, I think most sane people would agree. But you know, they've had that referendum and it failed flat, flat on its faces because it didn't. It didn't reach uh, any kind of threshold. I actually didn't know. I knew they were having the referendum. I assumed it had passed, but obviously didn't. Yeah, it really got a yes vote, but didn't, didn't, get, get, didn't get the threshold. Right, yeah, right. and I think I think British politics has always been slightly burned by the uh, the, the the first Scottish devolution referendum. Back back in the seventies, where I think it that's did, another one that people forget happened. Yeah, it pa- didn't it pass very narrowly, but didn't reach the threshold, yeah. and and so so it failed, and everybody sort of said, "Oh well, this 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 complex arithmetic that people don't understand." <laughs> I think this this is the theme which which we'll hear la- later on about you know the press and commentators assuming the voters are stupid. So. They understand these things, so you know this referendum fails on all counts. It just doesn't excite, excite anybody, and it really should have. And uh, this is really frustrating. And I think two things that that could have happened, which I think would have made it more engaging for folk, is New Zealand went down the same route uh, a number of years ago. They they had inherited the same system that we have, the the first past the post, because of the colonial. Yeah. The, the empire because right? they just copy everything we uh, do. Well, yeah, the the empire was su- such a great e- exporting mechanism, and uh, we're desperately trying to get that back in the military, aren't we? Oh dear. <laughs> uh, well, I suppose the pound is cheap enough, but you know, it's com- yeah, yeah. it's convertible. How many how many sheep yeah. can you get to the pound? Yeah, exactly. Why did I say sheeps? How many sheeps do we really need? Why did I double pluralize? Yeah. Why am I why am I saying pluralize? Pluralize. <laughs> yeah. Super plural. Yeah. Sheep of, well, I suppose, I suppose if any country needed a super plural of sheep, it, it yeah, was New Zealand, Zealand right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, but New Zealand decided they wanted to change. So what? What they had a two-stage process. They had a preferendum first, as it was called, where they just asked the nation, "Do you, in principle, support a change?" Which, which was really good because it brought out a lot, a lot of people who were kind of min- voters for minority parties, sort of minorities within within the major parties. Uh, there was a big sort of debate about what is wrong with the current system and people beca- like the electorate became broadly quite knowledgeable about the problems that they had and how they might want to go about doing politics differently to the way they had done so the preferendum passes and then they have a bit of a think and, and they suggest a system which uh, uh, is a mixed member system which is you know, i don't think we want to get into the details of all different voting systems but they then run the second referendum which is do you want the status quo or do you want to change this is i think the way i want to approach this this subject because i think the way this whole debate is framed is madness because we talk about proportional representation and really should should we be we should really be talking about what level of disproportion is acceptable which people go what on earth are you on about when you start with that right i can make the world's most proportional system for you Okay, we just by having everybody in Parliament. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you'd have 62 million M MPs, mm -hmm. right? And we'd, we'd achieve perfect proportion. But I'm guessing that might be slightly unwieldy, mm -hmm. and the expenses scandals would would, 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 <laughs> would be terrible, right? As he, as he hides his uh, goose house or, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so you, you, so you, you can... You can kind of move from like, like along the spectrum to go right. Well, that might not be right it's workable, so we're going to have to be have a system that is somewhat disproportional. And you, you go through systems which are like haven't worked. So Israel, uh, in the very early days, that they have like a national list system, whereby the whole country is just one big constituency and you just choose from a party list and it, i think originally they only had a one percent threshold to exclude people right which meant you could get any tiny coalition of nut nutters and get one or two real idiots in parliament you know mm -hmm. like on tiny tiny fractions of the vote and so you know they've reformed that over time and, and put in sort of thresholds which are a little bit more reasonable and this is the thing you need to decide at what point are you prepared to say election results are more legitimate just by being a little bit more proportional but having a certain amount of disproportion we're, we're sort of happy with at the minute we have this ridiculous system that just swings violently either way one side or the other yeah, yeah. yeah. and you know the unfortunately in, in in this in this sort of the opportunity to have this sort of subtle discussion was lost and instead we got offered a system which tends to swing violently in the same ways just just in, in in sort of peculiar ways and produce sort of large votes for third parties and things uh, which is just sort of bananas and in the way the whole campaign which is like the second point that I, I, I want to make at this uh, early stage the way the whole campaign was ran was just really very lackluster do you think you know especially from the s2av side yeah yeah it was just it, it fired nobody right and until right until the last week there was an advert which was done by Dan Snow. I don't know if you saw Dan it. Snow. Dan Snow, yeah, the 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 younger relationship. Oh, Dan term. Snow, right? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Dan Snow. Dan Snow. <laughs> right, yes, Dan yeah, Snow. Dan yeah. <laughs> yes to a V. No to dance. <laughs> yeah, I think more dancers say no. That's probably Slater. That's a Slater I could vote for. But anyway, I was miming dance there. Uh, by uh, the way, oh, did did you were you you were going to tell David, them about the mimes? Did David mimes the sarcastic dance, <laughs> and they had like a bunch of people down the pub deciding what we're going to go, you know, what we're going to do. Right. Two people want to go to one pub. Two people want to go to the other pub. Two people want to go to a third bar, whatever it is, and like three people want to get coffee. Right. So, despite the fact you got a, in the group, you've got this overwhelming preference to go to the pub for a pint of beer. Coffee wins. Right. And yeah. so you got all the people who wanted to go get coffee are sat on their hands going, uh, "Go get get a pint pint of beer." Sorry, they're sat on their hands going, "I really wanted a pint of beer." And you know, the the whole point of preferential vo voting is that it gives people the chance to say, "Well, I want a pint of beer, mm. and I prefer this, but if I can't have this, I'll have that or that instead." And this is what preferential voting gets you. When that advert aired, lots of people responded to it, and it was a big success, and people go, oh, I'll get it now, whatever. But it was just way too late in the campaign. Yeah. Yeah, before people tweeted what it was the whole thing was about, and it wasn't just some vanity project for Nick Clegg, essentially. Here, it's old news. The no side becomes largely composed of the, the Conservative Party who are inside the coalition. Basically, they've just sort of thrown a, an apple over the wall. 
there you go, nice Nick. You know, well done for supporting us. He he's a vote, vote on PR, except that it isn't. And this is my fundamental argument as to why this referendum should never have happened. The alternative vote is not a proportional system. It is a terrible, terrible idea. It's the nucleus of a good idea. All of the research, right, and there are a couple of books that came out in the 90s where where they looked into voting patterns in like the the 97 and 2001 elections. All of that says that under like the traditional two, two and a half party system, where you've got Labour, Tories and Liberal Democrats, the alternative vote will always massively over-represent which party? The Conservatives? Labour? The Lib Dems? Lib Dems? Oh, right. right. Okay. right. In, a, in a really grotesque way, it'll really massively over-represent them. You know, so w- when, when the, Lib, the Lib Dems c- came back with 40-odd seats in, uh, in, in 97, that, that had that been held under AV, you're talking sort of like a hundred seats plus, really? right? And there's no way their vote justifies that, right? right. And so these are the problems with it, with single member seat alternative votes. It will just lead to a lot of people, like especially in marginal seats and in, th- in, in, in three way marginals, more more so. People going Labour votes going well. I'll vote Labour, and maybe it's Lib Dem second. Yeah, don't like the Tories. And Tory's going, well, okay, I'll vote Tory and maybe Lib Dem second. And neither establishing a, a lead in the first round. And so when you come to the second round of elimination, Lib Dems win. Right. right on like a third of the votes. And so th- this idea that you would go from a terrible system under first past the post where small swings can produce dramatically different results, especially in marginal seats, is totally unfair. Going to another system that produces another kind of that same effect. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's different in concept, but like in result, it just ends up with grotesque distortions of the vote. So if you're Nick Clegg and you're leading a party that is in favour of proportional representation, this is why it shouldn't happen. Right? It's utter nonsense. <sighs> I get so annoyed. I get so <laughs> angry at this. <laughs> So to get back onto the the substance of the debate, you know, so you you've got like the yes to AV campaign, which is supposedly supported by Labour, and I think Labour are a little bit of the villains of the piece here, really, in that they supported it officially, but prov- provided virtually nil support to the campaign in terms of publicity. That's because for a long, long time, PR has been a minority interest within the Labour Party. The big advocate for it for many years was Robin Cook, and he he was very strongly in favour of PR. But after his death, you know the the prominence of that PR campaign within Labour gradually diminished over time, and the need for PR was totally out of the window because we'd had the you know the the big win in ninety seven. Yeah. So politically, that that's where where they're coming from. So you've got like the main people who do support it become like minority of Labour who don't show up to help. You've got the Lib Dems who are generally hated by this point. But then you've got people like the Green Party, UKIP. UKIP are very strong supporters of PR and have been for a, lo- a long time because the existing system is squeezing them out. Yeah. And the only reason why they've prospered in European elections is because... Because it's proportional. Because yeah. of a proportional system, yeah. So you've got this awful proposal of AV and all of its problems. There was a very good report done by uh, Lord Jenkins. He chairs a commission with respect to changing the voting system. They come up with this idea, which is called AV Plus. 
which is the idea is you would have people elected by preferential voting in seats and then you'd have some sort of top-up system you know on regional lists kind of similar to what, what they have in scotland and wales that's a system which is like overly complex i was reading about that in preparation for this and that seemed incredibly complex let's just talk about complexity generally right so much of the opposition to this in britain is that the voters are stupid yeah and that really knocks me about this debate generally if you look at it in the long run is that the opposition is always oh the voters don't understand and yet i look at all the other countries that have different pr systems yeah and they seem to get on just fine right i think complexity is really not an argument but ev plus is such a bizarre hybrid where whereby most play places where you have like what's called additional members uh you just elect them on on like a first past the post basis way that we do and then you have like a, a list which you would top up the seats to make it proportional and the problem is with all of those systems you know mixed member systems or mixed member proportional whatever ab pluses was proposed by the jenkins commission you've got this problem of having two types of mp you've got the the local ones that represent a constituency and you've got the list ones that kind of represent a region right but uh, but are less less geographically bound yeah and have less of a, a constituency yeah. you might say because often regions tend to be sort of slightly artificial yeah constructs yeah so you've got that as a proposal then and that doesn't work you know it's just kicked into the long grass by labor and so we're left with this choice of av i think the last words on this in terms of an argument against av it's actually by churchill and churchill said it gives a second bite of the cherry to the the least worthy votes for the least worthy candidates because if you've just got a single member and you've got one set of preferences you, you're going to take all the votes for the loony party yeah or the communist or the neo-nazi and you're going to take those votes from the bottom and redistribute them and these are voters who are like very much on the margins and broadly speaking in liberal democracies we should be aiming to be broadly representative but we should be taking voters who are so far away on the margins and going you're excluded right your voice is not loud enough to have an effect and it's only that's, that's a bit controversial well this I can is, see why you're saying it, but it's a bit controversial. It is controversial, but isn't that, isn't that the whole point of democratic systems should be systems that allow for change in in kind of broad ways? But people who stand on the fringes, we're not silencing them. We're not saying you can't stand candidates. Mm-hmm. You can't stand on platforms and, and say things in public. You know, you, you're allowed to stand on the street corner and say the most absurd things if you so wish, mm-hmm. you know. You know, straight bananas or whatever. Ooh, ooh there'll be letters. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can you can do that. But post the vote. The moment that poll closes, I think it's legitimate for us to say you have failed to build any sort of coalition that supports you. So if you've only got fifty votes out of fifty thousand, that's a group where we can say, why are we letting you have such a big say? This, this is what AB does, and this is why I think it's fun, fundamentally a bad system, is that those voters get listened to... Well, they don't get listened to first, but they get listened to second. Yeah. And then potentially third, fourth, and fifth. And you've got a lot of voters that are vo- voting for second place and third place candidates that aren't being listened to. When you, when you go to a, an AV system, but for, like, multiple member seats, and you can do more interesting things, so you don't have wasted votes at the top we live in a very heavily labor area right yeah yeah 
fair enough. Right? So what tends to happen in these areas is there are literally thousands upon thousands of people that come up and vote Labour, and they needn't bother, because once you've won by even a single vote, this is just surplus votes on top. Mm-hmm. Who cares? And if the strength of feeling is so large, that should be reflected in the system. And th- th- this is why... <sighs> It frustrates me that the, the Lib Dems and the coalition were willing to go along with this pretense of AV, where really they were the party that stood to benefit under AV and claiming it's proportional when it isn't, and it's kind of partisan to do, do so. Yeah. Whereas under systems that the Lib Dems actually want, which is systems like the single transfer of preferable vote, these are much, much fairer systems. You can take surplus votes and redistribute them, and, and you know, when you have large majorities can then be evened out and say, right, we've elected one Labour, we're going to elect a second Labour person, and possibly a third. You know, in somewhere like County Durham, yeah. if you had to have County Durham was all one thing, like a, a big seat would say six members, you might go Labour first, and then a second Labour person, then a third Labour person, even a fourth Labour person. That would make sense. Because that's the strength of the Labour vote in this area. That's, right. that's fine. But then there's a there's a significant Tory vote in Durham and, and a reasonably significant Liberal vote as well. So you might then go Tory Liberal. Yeah. And that would broadly represent County Durham. County Durham is a natural sort of community. Everybody within County Durham sort of identifies as being from County Durham. Except those in um, Barnard Castle. Really? A lot of them would like to be in Yorkshire because Barnard Castle <laughs> used to be in Yorkshire. Yorkshire, right. Yeah. Well... Uh, I suppose that would just but be something... That's a totally you... different discussion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, isn't that one of those weird bits that we got in return for losing bits to Cleveland, Ty- Cleveland and Ty- Ty- and Weir years, yeah. and years ago? Yeah, which is a whole other thing. But if you, t- if you take all of the urban areas out of a county's price, price it becomes a really poor county yeah. <laughs> with no economic prospects. So much as I might be angry at the strategy that sort of Nick Clegg pursued politically, I felt really bad in that campaign for, well, there was a lot, a lot of people inside the Lib Dems and the Labour Party, in fairness, who supported PR systems. And they had all these arguments in favour of good quality PR systems. That they couldn't use because they were given this rubbish one. Yeah, exactly. Nobody really ignites the camp campaign. And the only thing that really was any good during the whole campaign, because the no campaign just engage in, oh, the voters are stupid, or oh, we can spend this money on the NHS, or oh, Nick Clegg, I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which was the other thing, wasn't it? Because the no campaign actually went to attack Nick Clegg personally, which, again, shouldn't have been what the debate was about. I know people will say, oh, well, that's just politics. But, you know, it's incumbent on the people making a proposal to try and prevent that kind of thing. And again, to me, it just seems massively politically naive on behalf of Nick Nick, Nick Clegg. They think that that wouldn't happen. The sort of interest, there was this really slightly bizarre thing that came out about the old uh, Communist Party of Great Britain. The the relationship here. No. Apparently, when the old CPG, uh, CPGB wound up, they had like a headquarters in the centre of London. It was obviously worth quite a lot of money that was then sold, and that money then went into sort of like a, some sort of uh, political campaigning charity that became their su- su- successors, right. whatever. And eventually, this kind of pot of money has dwindled over the years, but there was still a lump of it left, and this becomes like the centre of the funding for the for the, cam- the campaign. For the Yes campaign? Yeah. Really? <laughs> oh, dear me. It's really very, very strange. <laughs> very, very bizarre. Uh, although the actual Communist Party uh, did, or the CP 
what are they called now? The Communist Party of Britain, aren't they? One of the Heinz 57 varieties of hard left <laughs> politics that we have. I get a few, I, I, I understand that they actually uh, were, uh, were against. Yeah, there's a very, very sort of bizarre connection to the old days of the Cold War in this. You know, and that, that says if you're relying on money like that, you're never going to win. So, yeah, there we go. A terrible, terrible decision, a terrible quality of argument, and a terrible killing of a subject, which is probably more serious than we think. Yeah, I mean, how, how did you feel about the whole thing at the time? Well, I voted yes. I was well aware, through people like you, that... It wasn't the perfect voting system, but at the time I thought any change from first past the post would be a good change. When the no vote came in, I was a little bit disappointed, but meh, you know what I mean? I I didn't really care that much. I thought it was a bit of a shame. You know, people who had voted no, well, yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, I I mean, I I, I felt much the same at the time. I think I, I voted yes in a kind of, well, any change is better because it'll just break the mould. But it's this slightly dishonest argument that the the Liberal Party was like distinct from the Liberal Democrats, the continuing Liberal Party. Their 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 position was that we should support it because it's then a step towards mm-hmm. something else, which I uh, find it that it would never be really yeah. realistically would have that and would have it for another hundred years. Yeah, before somebody said, well, let's enact a whole bunch of other changes that are a little bit more technical. Yeah. Yeah, rather than just doing it all, 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 all as one thing. So, yeah, I think a lot of people like ourselves were sort of broadly in favour of a change, but kind of voted yes with a bit of a heavy heart, sort of going, is this it? Yeah. Yeah, and it's very disappointing. The question is, how do we get people excited about the idea of something new? Change your electoral system! system. Woo! Hey, yeah, go STV. Woo! <laughs> uh, this is just bizarre. I don't know. To be honest, I always thought that the only way to do it would be through the long march strategy. Uh, So the way to get people on board would be to just bit by bit win and say things can be done differently. One of the things which might sort of swing things is if the UKIP vote remains steady the way it is at that sort of 10-15% level, that's sort of like a big chunk of voters that might start to become disaffected and, and, and start to really want change. Also, the Labour Party have lost voters to U- U- UKIP mm-hmm. in a big way. Yeah. And also people who are voting green in numbers that, that haven't been seen for a very long time. It's like very early 90s. You might start to find that the Labour Party might start to change its tune again. And I always think that they're sort of key to this whole debate, whether the, La- the Labour Party will either keep going down the same road of, no, we'll just win under first past the post, and understand that they will always be second fiddle to the Tories. Yeah. Like we look at the whole of the twentieth century, most most of it is Tory. It's only very brief periods where we get Labour in charge for any length of time. If they get excluded, permanently shut out from government, suddenly you might find that they start to change their tune. But yeah. that's a big cultural shift for them, and I don't yeah. think it'll happen overnight. Yeah. I think the loss of Scotland for them will make them think. You know, Scotland is almost all SNP now, but. You're probably looking at just under 50% of the people still voting for Labour. If under a proportional, proper proportional system, suddenly Scotland wouldn't all be SNP anymore. In, in, interestingly, the, the the SNP is slightly in a in a in a political bind. In the they're so successful, and yet they support PR. So they're they're asking for their own demise. So it'll be interesting to see whether that support 
continues or whether the SNP start to roll back. Who knows? I hope they don't. I but hope. Doesn't this really expose really badly the partisanship uh, of doing what's best for the party rather than what's best for the country? It really badly exposes that frame of mind. Yeah. Yeah. That that does. we can sit and say, well, the SNP supports proportional representation at the moment but they might change their mind when they realise that it wouldn't be good for them that's a pretty damning indictment of politics well politics is partisan you know, yeah like. well it is it is but it really it really does show up badly when the self-interest comes in we all know what happens but this is a really good example of well this would hurt my party so I'm not going to do it we're kind of predicting the future aren't yeah. we oh yeah we can't see which which way they're going to blow at the moment no. they're, they're, they're still in favour but, but we can sit here and say well the Labour Party might go this way because of that the SNP might go that way yeah the Lib Dems kind of accepted AV partly because of partisan reasons that would have done really well under it which I didn't realise that was new information to me I didn't yeah, know that yeah and I, I always thought that it was a very easy political argument to make for the no campaign and they didn't mm. I, if I was in the no campaign that would be the first argument I, I would make I would stand on the street corners and go the only party that'll benefit here is the Lib Dems. It's a Lib Dem idea. Yeah, I think that's fatal. Mm. It's fatal because it just looks self-interested and partisan. Old news. Are we, are we drawing to a close there? I think so. Yeah. yeah I think I th- I th- our half hour has turned into a 45 minutes so far. Oh, well, there's plenty we can cut out that didn't work. <laughs> yeah. We would like feedback on everything. Um, audience interaction. Audience interaction would yeah. be would be good. Yeah. So that that also goes back to if people have things to say about the uh, the previous episode yeah. on North Korea and on um, uh, the Columbia disaster. The Columbia disaster. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So if you'd like to get in touch, first of all, you can go to our website, which is www.oldnews.podbean.com, and we're also available on email at oldnewspod at gmail.com. You can go to our Facebook page, just search for Old News Podcast. And Twitter, at Old News Pod. We've got to thank Ben Sound for our royalty-free music, bensound.com. And, you know, all, all their music is available for free and under Creative Commons. And uh, also thank you to Peter Kitson, who's our, our voiceover Voice. man and <laughs> the voice of Old News. But he says it so much better than I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I desperately it. want to say yeah. good night. Good night. But I shouldn't air because good, it's not actually night. Good now. night and good luck. Else, or like, should we just steal somebody else's line? Yeah. <laughs> just terrible. Don't know who's though. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. I've been Russell, and I still am David. I don't know who he's become. Uh, bye bye. Good night. Oh, goodbye. <laughs>